And all of a sudden, now Oprah is being talked about about running for the, United, the presidency of the United States. How does that happen? You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. If tragedy were to strike in an instant, do you have the mental capacity to lead others to safety? That's the question today's podcast guest had to answer back in 2009. When U.S. Airways Flight 1549, or the Miracle on the Hudson, went into the Hudson River on January 15, 2009, Dave Sanderson knew he was exactly where he was supposed to be. The last passenger off the back of the plane on that fateful day, he was largely responsible for the well-being and safety of others, risking his life in frigid water to help other passengers off the plane. Dave, Man, that's an incredible testimony. Could you walk us through what that what that week was like leading up to that event? Well, thank you very much, Joey, for having me on today. And yeah, it was it was quite a week because actually we, I was at the end of a three day uh, travel week. Uh, I started the week out uh, for my clients. We were I was with the same client the entire week. We started out our week at uh, in Sarasota, Florida. So it was it was uh, seventy eight degrees and sunny. You know. Then we moved up to Petersburg, Virginia, to one of their plants, their manufacturing plants, and and then we moved up to Brooklyn, New York, where their distribution center was, and we were actually doing system checks and system evaluations to see how we could help replace their their manufacturing, financial, and distribution supply chain systems. So it was the end of a three-day business week. We ended up in Brooklyn, New York, and we started our day that day about 5 a.m. because if you or anybody uh, – you know, who we're talking to today have ever been in a distribution center. They o- normally open up quite early in the morning. This one opened two o'clock in the morning, so we start our day about five, and that's how uh, that's how that week transpired. And it was a Thursday uh, Thursday when all this uh, all this uh, happened on the Miracle on the Hudson. So, Dave, were you an entrepreneur at the time? Or were you working for a company? I was working for a company. I was the head of uh, an area called Consumer Package Goods for a company by the name of Oracle, and I was in charge of the Southeast Consumer Package Goods. Uh, major national clients. So that's what I was doing, working for a corporation at that point. All right, Dave. And we are actually releasing this podcast episode on the anniversary date, uh, January 15th, um, which is a Monday. Uh, so how has life changed since that that tragic event for you? Well, it, it's gone 180 degrees because once Captain Sullenberger did his unbelievable job of knowing getting the plane over the George Washington Bridge but down uh, without breaking the plane up and then of course the passengers and crews got everybody out um, <clears throat> that's what excuse me that's when my uh, my life started to change you know uh, I was still working for the company uh, Oracle I was working for um, I was at that point the director of security for a gentleman named Tony Robbins so I was traveling with Tony on my uh, off time helping him support his mission uh, and doing media and everything and being a dad. So it was pretty hectic at that point. Uh, but I had a couple, you know, I, I had a couple situations that sort of gave me some clarity on what my mission was in life. Uh, and with the help of Tony's pushing, 
he basically uh, said, this is, this is my time. So he uh, he gave me the, the sort of the kick in the backside to uh, make take that step, which was a high risk at that point, Joe. I have to admit, it was 30-plus years of being a top sales producer, making a lot of money. Not Money wasn't really the concern for us. It was more of time, you know, having time to do things with the family. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I took that risk about three and a half, four years ago when he uh, sort of gave me that push and uh, started my own company at that point in time, gave up the the uh, the income. But, Kenley, you know, it was, it's all about having freedom right now, being able to control your own destiny. And that's one thing that Tony kept – every time I'd pick him up at the airport or the helipad when we were traveling together, he'd always ask me, right, am, I, am I still working for that company? He kept telling me, you cannot be totally free until unless you're an entrepreneur and really control your own time and control your own business. So um, that happened about four – it be four years ago and uh, – February 1st of this year. If you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Dave Sanderson. He's a TEDx international speaker, trainer, author, mentor, and also a graduate of my wife's alma mater, James Madison University. So shout out to the to the Dukes there. Go Dukes. Uh, <laughs> now, now, Dave, you, you, you mentioned Tony Robbins. You, you worked for him. Yep. He pushed you. He guided you. Um, I was recently on a Facebook Live talking about mentors and the power of mentors where they they push you out of your comfort zone. Um, what was it like working alongside Tony and in what ways did he nudge you and push you out of your comfort zone? Well, I believe the power of mentoring because my first mentor, I'll just go back before I share that. My first mentor was uh, when my first job, I had my first job, his name was Bill. And Bill... Um, <clears throat> Bill came into my life, you know, I was actually at that point, you know, uh, pretty, I was young in business, right out of school, about maybe a year and a half out of school. Bill, I met Bill and Bill became my mentor and I didn't know anything about Bill, but, you know, when I first met him, he wore a flannel shirt and drove a pickup truck. And I, so, you know, the stereotype of that is, you know, maybe just a good old boy. But after, as I got to know Bill, Bill owned 80 movie theaters to North and South Carolina and Bill was a multimillionaire and Bill was like the Sam Walton of Charlotte. And fortunately for me, he took me under his wing. So I, I began a mentoring relationship with somebody at that point. And one of the things I tell people and I, who I mentor and people who are looking for mentors, you know, what a mentor can do for you, they can help compress the decades of their experience down to your days of execution. And that's what not only Bill did for me, but Tom Hopkins and then Tony did. And, you know, the way Tony really impacted me is, you know, I started going to his seminars like a lot of people and I started getting results because I actually did the things he said to do. And uh, fortunately for me, I I was volunteering for him, and he sort of asked me to sit at his back door of his green room. So I did that, not knowing who he was, basically, and um, you know what he did. But I was sitting back in the back of his green room for uh, four or five days in Maui, Hawaii, just observing. And then um, he, I gained more trust with him, and he asked me to take on some additional responsibilities all the way to the point of basically being his director of security, not only managing him and his logistics, but also the team's. So Tony, Tony was always I was around Tony, and what how he really impacted me is, you know, he is very authentic, and one thing he is very congruent, and a lot of people don't see that. They may see the public persona of Tony Robbins, but I, being around him and being seen in public and in private, he's very authentic and very congruent, and that sort of really stuck with me, Joey. And so when he was always sort of giving me these pieces of guidance and bits of wisdom, now sometimes some of it he shares in public, some of it he doesn't. But, um, you know, so I knew what my mission was, but I didn't know how to execute it. And like he talks about fear, I had the fear of breaking away from a, a very 
healthy income and being pretty satisfied. And, you know, you can never grow until you get to that unsatisfied state. So uh, the way him, him mentoring me is I actually did what he said and gave the advice he gave, which a lot of people don't. Have you ever been to a Tony Robbins seminar? They'll go, they'll get jacked up, they'll get the emotion of it. When they go home, it's like, what's next? You know, I actually did what, when I got home, actually did and utilized the skill sets that he taught. So that day on the Hudson River, you know, I basically used some of the skill sets that I learned over my 30 plus years of sales and what Tony taught me. And it was, uh, fortunately for me, it turned out pretty well on both ends. Well, Dave, let's talk about that fateful day, January 15, 2009. If you could give me your top three principles or, or guiding factors that led you to make the decision to help others, what would those three things be that led you in that moment? Well, the first was I said, do the right thing. And that came from my mother who actually talked to me when I was getting out of the plane. Cause I would, my, I'll be very candid. My game plan, Joe, is get to the aisle, get up and get out. I wasn't thinking at that point. I was paying attention to instruction until I heard my mother's voice who had passed away in 1997 say, do, if you do the right thing, God will take care of you. So number one, doing the right thing. But second is really focus. And I share the power of focus, not only from my perspective, but also, you know, from Captain Sullenberg's perspective, because, um, you know, he had to focus in on his outcome. I had to focus in on not, not only helping me, but helping, help, hopefully helping others. But the other one, and that goes back to state management, which Tony teaches around you know, how to manage your state in, in any moment, the appropriate state in the moment you're in. But the third thing, third takeaway I'd say is I, I call, and he uses sensory acuity, being able to communicate in the modality of the person you're trying to communicate with, where you know, some people are a visual talker or a visual communicator, some are audio, some are feeling or kinesthetic. And unfortunately for me, I knew the skill sets around that. So being able to communicate with people I didn't know and candidly, Joey, who didn't care about me, and I didn't care about them. You know, I mean, just be very candid. Who on a plane, you don't, you don't, you don't have that connection. But being able to use that skill set of sensory acuity and being able to communicate in their modality to make sure I could be effective and efficient with my communication, those are the top three things I would say was uh, probably I utilized that day, and I still utilize today when I when I'm speaking on stage or traveling or working with people. Well, I think a big takeaway for me listening to you for, since we're at the top of 2018 is basically to do what you know or do what you've been taught. Yep. Um, you talked about Tony Robbins joining his, his seminars, the information that your mother has poured into you years over years uh, and, and your mentor, uh, Bill. And it, it's really just stepping up and, and doing what you know. It, and it's, it's exactly right. And it's... Uh, you know, I, I tell people, and that's one of the reasons I wrote, we named the book, my book, Moments Matter, because what I realized, Joey, after all this was said and done, and still going on, is that all these moments in my life that I didn't think mattered, did matter. And and when it came to critical moments and times in my life, and, you know, and I just, I can't tell people, and one, one message I can get imparted to to you is, and to everybody's listening is, is all these moments you think you're just passing by your life, and are happening for no reason you think are happening for a reason. Make sure you're aware and stay aware enough. And that's one of the things I really talk about, the power of awareness. Stay aware enough to maybe not take it in, you know, you know, all of a sudden. So remember, say, you know what? Maybe that happened to me to be able to help me get ready for this moment that I'm in. And I had I went back through my life to all these things that happened. And I, I can point to times in my life that things happened that all of a sudden start paying off later in my life because I went through that. 
again, we are joined by Dave Sanderson, TEDx international speaker, trainer, author, mentor, and he is the founder of the uh, Dave Sanderson Speaks platform, as well as president of Dave Sanderson. Now, Dave, you uh, mentioned your book, Moments Matter, and we're going to include a link to your book uh, in the show notes. But how can someone in this day of cell phones, notifications, buzzes, how can someone really learn to be in the moment and, and take advantage of a moment for what it truly is? Well, I want to give you give you maybe a skill or a takeaway because this is one of the things I teach in my leadership uh, classes. And this was taught to me. I'm not. I don't take credit for inventing this, but I do take credit for basically, you know, utilizing it. And I learned this from, let's say, like this, a Super Bowl champion uh, coach, and something he does with his team every year uh, as they start training camp. Because you know, cell phones and all this, all this, this media stuff can be a hindrance or it can be a value to you. So not, why not make it a value to you? So what I, I teach people is, you know, think of what your major goal or goals or outcomes are for this year. And then I tell people, write down in one minute, write down, what kind of person do you need to be, be able to achieve that outcome? Not what you have to do, because that's a whole different thing. What kind of person do you need to be? Do I need to be congruent? Do I need to be authentic? Do I need to be personable? What kind of person do I need to be? Take that, do it in one minute. This is what I teach in one of, in one of my seminars, and one of I do in my talks. And then take your iPhone or your Android and go into notifications and put those things. And set it up for three times a day, you know, morning, afternoon, and night before you go to bed, and have it come up. And every every four to eight hours, you're seeing what you committed to, what kind of person you need to be, so it gets ingrained in your body. That skill is ama- it's an amazing thing that you do because you'll get tired of seeing it after a while. But often the repetition, right? Repetition, like everybody teaches, repetition is the mother of learning. So it gets repeated in your head over and over. So all of a sudden, now you start becoming that kind of person you want, you need to be to be able to achieve your outcome. Well, Dave, I've got a question for you that I've started to ask all of my guests uh, within the beginning of the year. This is the time where we have resolutions and everybody's wanting to do new year, new me. Um, if you had to do 2017 over again, what's something that you'd do differently to keep you in line with your purpose? I think the one thing that I would do differently, I, I, I did really well in a lot of things, but I think I need to, I need to focus on financial management because I sometimes can't say no. And I need to focus in on 2018 is what's important to stay on mission. So um, having, having a support team around me to help keep me focused on where to make those critical investments it's something I could have done a lot better in 2017 and hopefully we'll be doing in 2018. That's awesome. Uh, being a good steward of, of resources. That's incredible. Um, yep. Another question that I have here. Well, f- first of all, let, let's see it up. How can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more about you, hear you speak, have you come in and speak, uh, get your book? What are some resources that people can, can use? Well, well, I appreciate that. The best way is uh, I don't have a personal assistant anymore, so uh, go to DaveSandersonSpeaks.com, and that's where you'll find information about me and connect with me directly. But I tell you what, Joey, the, the thing that's really sort of taken off for me, which is new, something new I'm doing now that's a great way to stay in touch with me, is um, not only Facebook at Dave Sanderson Speaks and LinkedIn at David Sanderson and Twitter at Dave Sanderson, too. Those are all good, but I am also now have my own Alexa Daily Flash Briefing 
where every day if you have an Echo product or if you don't, you can go on my website. I also post it there. Every day I put out new content of new uh, this one message about what does it take to go from being excellent to outstanding, that 1% difference. And so I'm on, if you have an Alexa product or an Echo, subscribe, enable my skill, Dave Sanderson Declassified, and every day you can get stay in contact and hear about me and how to get in touch with me. Man, Dave, I, I hadn't heard of that before. It's a, it's, I, it was a, I was approached by this in early December, and I got approved by Amazon to be on their, uh, on their daily flash briefing. So I was, within three weeks, was up and running. It's an amazing technology, and now I'm, my message is getting out around the world with people. And secondarily, it's keep me on top of my game because I've got I've to really go out with new content every day. Yeah. And it's only five minutes. So starting next month, uh, Joey, what I'm going to do is also bring some of the top people in uh, leaders in the world and get, letting them give one their three minutes of you know their wisdom how to go from excellent to outstanding, standing out. Well, hey, Dave, I'd love to be considered for that. Uh, I'm just throwing we that out it. there. <laughs> let's, we can, let's we can, it. we can. We can do it. We can do it. So uh, just we'll, we'll make it happen. But guys, I tell you, if you're looking for cutting edge technology, Gary Vanderchuk is the one who sort of his, his group introduced this to me, along with a couple of people in my group. I'm like, wow, what an amazing way to communicate. Yeah, let, let's talk about uh, Gary. Gary, he can be a polarizing figure. I happen to like him. I happen to think he is our generation's uh, Tony Robbins in the sense that he's entrepreneurial. He's gotten success for years. He's had his nose down grinding on his father's business, and now he's got his platform. Um, what, what, what's it like working working with him? Well, I haven't worked with him directly. I know I know somebody on his team, gotcha. and and so you know I but uh, it was I I have not had that opportunity. But you know one of the things that Tony used to teach us and Canley, I've I've used this many times. This is once another thing that I tell try to teach people is, is how many how many phone calls does it take to you to get to somebody, and if you really figure out the networking strategies of the top people, you can get to people like Gary Vanderchuk and Canley. I have never spoken to him. I've never met the man, but I do know somebody on his team. So that's how, you know, you make those connections. So, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able to, uh, to, uh, to just to be able to know people who know people who know people. Nice. Nice. And, and Dave, um, we're going to circle back a little bit and talk about something that happened as a result of the, uh, the plane crashing into the Harbor there or into the Hudson. Um, you, I saw your TED talk recently and it mentioned your time with uh, AARP and you all discussed something called PTGS, post-traumatic growth syndrome. Could you share how that's different from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder? Um, and what advice would you give for people who are uh, experiencing and trying to overcome tragedy? Well, I appreciate that because I didn't even know what that term meant until I was approached by AARP magazine to do an article, an interview. And candidly, once again, I thought I was too young for AARP anyway. So I was like, okay, why do you want to talk to me? But they explained it. They under, they, what they found out is I helped, at that point, it helped the American Red Cross raise over $8 million in fundraising from what I was doing. And they wanted to understand why I was able to grow from this experience, while other people from the plane crash and other people who've gone through a traumatic life event have gone a different direction or in a depression or even as bad as PTSD. And as we found out in the movie Sully, uh, Captain Sullenberger has some of that going on uh, with his life. So I shared, you know, basically shared the strategies that I did 
to grow from this traumatic life event. So people who go through PTSD, and there's a lot of people right now, you know, there's it, it's, it's a tragedy. It's, it's something that needs to be affected. There's so many people being affected because I think you can grow from a traumatic life event. It's, and I and I talk in my TED Talk. That's one of the reasons I did the TED Talk because I want to get this message out is, you know, there's I talk about two ways in my TED Talk, but there's multiple ways in how to grow. The two ways I talk in my TED Talk, if you go back to check it out, it's called Bouncing Back, Jolt Bouncing Back, Dave Sanderson on post-traumatic growth syndrome, is that it's a matter of, number one, the state you put yourself in. We already talked about state management and how to do that, through whether it's your physiology, you know, your you know, the way you speak to yourself, your internal dialogue, or your focus. And I share ways on how to do that and get your state in the proper state. That's number one, getting yourself in the proper state. But second thing is I find with people I talk to who are in a depressed state are the meaning they attach to it are negative. And so therefore they keep keep getting deeper and deeper into it and it's harder to get out of it. And so it's, and you can change the meanings. And the, the tool and the technique I, t- I talk about in my TED Talk is the power of how to reframe things, how to change the meaning of something, of a traumatic life event. And the third way, which I did not talk about, which I, I also talk about in my longer talks, is the power of virtual references. And nowadays, as we know, Joe, I mean, you get, yeah, you can read about anybody in the world. Where when I grew up in the '60s and '70s, you had Encyclopedia Britannica, and if it wasn't in that, man, you were going to find find out any information. Now you can go online within seconds yeah. and find out somebody's story. So those three things is how you grow from a traumatic life event. And that's one of my, my missions, part of my mission now, is help people who've gone through a traumatic life event, how to, help them understand how to grow from instead of going to a depressed state. Well, Dave, like it, it sounds very practical um, and it sounds very helpful. Help me put it into perspective here for someone who, let's say, lost a parent at an early age or lost a parent in their uh, formative years in their in their their teens or 20s what would you say to someone in that particular scenario because that that's a situation that impacts a lot of people um, how, how would this how would this apply where the the loss is actually a, a person and, and maybe not so much a, a traumatic event that happened but but you're still alive and intact well, you know, the, the term I use is everybody in their life, everybody, you, me, everybody will have a, what's called a personal plane crash. Something's going to happen. And it may not be a plane crash, it may not be a hurricane like it's been going on. It may be a loss of a loved one or maybe have, you know, a health situation, right? So, so everybody's going to get affected. So the first thing I tell people, then one, you got to get yourself more in a more positive state. And they're saying, well, I just lost somebody. I understand that. But put yourself at least in a resourceful state where you can at least start learning. And then, then I go to, then I would immediately go to virtual references because there's so many people who've gone through that. And let's let's talk about some people. Let's talk about Oprah, especially Oprah's in the news these days. Let's talk about Oprah. Let's talk about Oprah's background. And all of a sudden, you know, you put that, you frame that for them, you know, and all of a sudden they're like, let's, what, what's Oprah's background? Yep, she grew up. She, I guess, yeah, you know, she had a very tough upbringing. She was in Baltimore, right? She, uh, she, I think she had a, had lost a baby or something. She was sexually abused when she was young, and all of a sudden, now Oprah is being talked about about running for the United, the presidency of the United States. How does that happen? Is it because she didn't make it permanent? That's a really good. And so it's not making it permanent. So people who've lost somebody, I just, I mentioned, I lost my mother in nineteen ninety seven. And if I would have made it permanent, man, I don't know if I could even exist. My Unfortunately, my father made it permanent for a while. And I had to help him get out of that permanency. It's not permanent. She's, he's going to see her again. you know. But right now, you got other things you got to focus on, like your grandkids. So 
it's about the reframing, you know, making it not permanent and reframing. You know, that's a really great point. Uh, so, so often we look at successful people and we think, oh, their life has been easy. They've had all of their opportunities handed to them. But when you really dig down deeper and see that they've overcome tragedy, that in and of itself is inspirational because it allows you to look and say, huh, if if Oprah can walk through this tragedy or tragedy one after two, after three, after four and, and be on a path to success, then I can at least do the same. Um, so I think that's very incredible. And it, it, it's a separate conversation. It's not so much the mentor conversation, but it's right. almost the role model conversation of right. how do you bounce back through tragedy? Yeah, I, that's what I actually do. And I, I talk about the power of modeling. And that's one of the things I really talk about because what I do when I have a challenging situation or, or something that's not going quite right, and it happens all the time, is I find somebody who's got the outcome I want and I go either read about them or I get in contact with them. And I start modeling what they do and finding out the strategies on how they overcame. I mean, this we just talked about someone who just passed away. Prince William's mom, Princess Diana, passed away when he was quite young. Right now, yeah, he has a lot of means. He wasn't going to be taken, but he still lost his mom. And he's now he's going. He's got multiple kids. He's probably going to be the next king of England. How does that happen? How does somebody overcome that? Well, money can overcome it. Well, to a certain point, it's getting that role model, right? Who has gone through it and reaching out because people want to be reached out to. You can get to anybody if you just if you reach out to them in the proper and the appropriate way, or you can now read about them. You know, there's plenty of material out there to read about people's you know struggles in life. So, um, especially some of these guys and gals going back from the war and now in police departments. These guys, I talked to a lot of sheriffs who are going through a lot of stuff right now, um, and I really love talking to sheriffs and firemen because they're they go through a lot of stuff. They go through these things. So, that's one of my passions. Likewise. All right. Well, Dave. Again, well, let's reset the table. Uh, you're tuned into the Business Life and Coffee podcast. Our guest is Dave Sanderson. He is a TEDx international speaker, trainer, author, mentor. He's worked with some of the greats, Tony Robbins, uh, on the, the Gary Vee team. And uh, he's got a message today about growing after adversity. Now, Dave, I want to give you the last minute here and then we'll, we'll do a hard stop. But uh, do you have any parting thoughts that you want to share to the person tuning in today? I'll just say, you know, you, you st you st every year is a way to resource, recalibrate what you're doing in life. And don't don't go into the year of fearful. I mean, you got to go into the year as, as a clean blank. And because one of the things I talk about and I'm actually going to write a blog about this shortly is you got to burn the burn the past daily. And one of the things that I used to do all the time is I used to hang on to things. And I say, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? Lousy questions. My internal dialogue was lousy. So what I do every day is I, one of the rituals I do is I work out because working out gets my adrenaline and my everything moving in my body. But second is I burn the past daily. Whatever happened yesterday, I can't handle it. I got to move forward. So I, I try to stay in the present, but I always look in the future. So if I you know, leave you with one, one of the bits of knowledge I talk about, and I think it's important to burn the past daily. And if you go in, go all in. It's like, well, that's why I think poker is such a great, great analogy because you see these guys going all in. And all of a sudden, either go lose big or win big. You can't big win big unless you go all in. So if you're going to go do something, go all in, and uh, and make it happen. So those are the messages I would probably help leave uh, leave everybody with. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. 
Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.